0: Welcome back to One Winning Pod, the Ravens, the Bills, the game we've been talking about. I feel like since we first got the schedule, and we even knew we were playing them before we got the schedule, it's officially happening, it's not prime time, it's a one o'clock game, but uh, it feels like a game that will be of very high interest for the whole league. The two best quarterbacks in the league, uh, some would say probably going after each other. Bills are a four-point favorite visiting the Ravens and it's a 51.5 over under right now in the sports books and I'm curious to see how that plays out but we have with us tonight CJ to talk about the bills and give his perspective on the team welcome to the show
1: thanks thanks for having me back we did this uh not too long well last not last year two years ago
0: it was when you guys beat us in the playoffs I think yeah yeah yeah
1: Yeah, it was oops yeah oops but not oops (laughs) <laughs>
2: oh man well you guys didn't win the super bowl that year either so all's forgiven yeah well
0: you know <laughs> oh, oh, we didn't have the pleasure to talk to you about it last year in the playoffs and oh. we were all, i think we were all rooting for you uh at one point and we're very yeah. disappointed to see how it all went heart- down
1: heartbreaking heartbreaking when you're a Buffalo Bills fan, you get used to
0: stuff like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine it felt like the uh, Dolphins game for us, but the difference was that it was uh, the home crowd, right? Like KC was at home, or was Bills? Or who, who, it was in KC. Yeah, it was in KC. That's why. That was in KC. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what yeah. I thought. It wasn't. It wasn't like the right. home field. Like the home field team had to like deal with that. That'd been yeah. I, right. I don't it's know if Buffalo would still game, be on the, on the map. It's a little All
2: bit right. different.
3: <laughs> I feel oh, like I I'd compare it. To, uh, compare it more to that 2014 playoff game, with the Ravens in Foxborough.
0: That's. I think that's. Yeah, that's more apt. Yeah. Yeah. Or 2019 yeah. in Tennessee. Well, no.
2: I, I I anyway. Tennessee. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Alec. Alec is in some weird land. Well, a weird is land. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Alec's making uh, comparisons that are not apt. We we're comparing oranges yeah. to vacuum cleaners over here. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So right, CJ, right. I think a great, have to, a great rest of the show. <laughs> hey, yeah, right.
2: I think a great way to, to get this back on track would, um, you know, three three weeks into the season. Uh, what's your impression of the Bills been so far?
1: Uh so far, um, actually, I thought we looked, I we looked better than I thought we would during, against the Rams. Um. uh Well, and Tennessee because Tennessee is always one of our hilly heels, and uh, but they shut those two teams down pretty good. And I was very happy with it. Uh, unfortunately, along the way, we lost our defensive backfield and that's going to, that's going to be a hard, hard thing to overcome. So we'll see how it goes against the Ravens. Thankfully they're the, well, not thankfully, thankfully their passing games, not like Miami's, but it's not bad. So, oh, <laughs> it's not like, it's not like we're getting a break, but uh, we're, we're going to have to see how we can handle that. We need to get, Pressure, lots and lots of pressure on Lamar and not let him run. So I, I like our team. I hope we can, can come back from. I know trade A will be back week five, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, that would help immensely. Uh, Jordan Foyer's injury doesn't seem like it's going to be multiple game, So that's a good thing. And then a couple of the other guys will be back shortly too. So, but it's, you know, losing Micah for the season is a, is a big. Big deal for us, you know, having the two two best safeties in the, in the NFL, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, at least, at least, at least up there, uh, you know. When you lose one, that's that's hard to hard to overcome for us, especially the way they they build their defense. Well, hopefully, we'll be able to win a few of these games coming up and keep our and keep keep afloat going forward. I mean, the offense should 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 keep us going because the offense is running on all cylinders except for last weekend but uh, you know during the football season you're going to have those those types of uh lulls and uh i'll take that as a lull just move on yeah i mean i I guess
2: we'll start with talking about the offense and we got to start with talking about the quarterback josh allen which it it's so crazy to me and i think to a lot of people just how this guy has transformed from you know i remember the first time lamar jackson and Josh Allen played back in 2019 up in Buffalo. Obviously, Jackson was in the midst of his MVP season, and the Bills, Allen was trying to figure th- stuff out. And, you know, he would make some highlight plays every now and again, but was pretty inconsistent. And started 2020, that all changed. And it's it's funny now, we're seeing on Twitter, after every time Josh Allen has a big game, people will bring up all these, you know, tweets from like 2017 and 2018, or I guess, yeah, 2018 was when he, it was drafted of, you know, people saying like, oh, Bill's wasted a pick. Why'd they get this guy? And it's just like, everyone thought that. Like, I even remember when we were talking with you, you were like, yeah, I like this guy's potential. But I mean, if you look back at that now, I mean, what what has really changed for this guy to transform from a, you know, a guy who could make plays but was inconsistent to arguably one of the top three quarterbacks in the league?
1: Well, it was fairly publicized uh, between uh, 19 and 20 he spent his off season working on accuracy. And, uh, you know, that was, his, his that was his Achilles, Achilles heel, but that was his bugaboo. You know, he wasn't accurate mm-hmm. and he wasn't, I mean, he, he, he you know, he had that far thing, you know, throw the ball as hard as you can, as far as you can and see what happens. And, you know, to be fair, the offense wasn't ready for prime time. It, you know, they, they didn't have the, the skill players that, um, uh, could help him uh the line wasn't as good you know and over the years but the especially while well, they used the draft in 18 19 20 to build the offense and then the defense but the offense first and they've got a lot of help for him and you know and he put in the work too you know he put in the offseason work both times both years uh you know before 20 before 21 and, you know, obviously before this season and now, you know, with all the the uh, help around him there. And I'll tell you, every time he throws a pass, you're like, wow, there's no way he would have made that pass two years, three years ago. No way. And, you know, he's dropping these things right on everybody. And um, it's just been very impressive uh, to see his development over the last few years. I'm very happy. Yeah, I thought it was a. I thought it was a decent pick for because we need a quarterback. But I didn't think he would be our quarterback now. I thought it would be an, a year or two, and then he we'd move on like we did with several other quarterbacks, just because of the accuracy and, and inconsistency that he had coming out of college. But I'm glad he. I'm glad he came around because he's a, a huge asset now.
0: For sure, it's incredible. If you look at his stats uh, in '19, his completion percentage was 58.8. And I don't know if anyone has this kind of uh quantum yeah. leap when you're look at the amount of attempts to the next year go to 69.2. Yeah. And um, the more important part is the yards per attempt goes from 6 uh 6.7 to 7.9. Mm-hmm. And uh I mean that's that's the big game changer right there. So
1: Right. Yeah, um, and I think they're averaging 9 yards now this year.
0: Oh yeah, wow. like it's pretty wild. Uh this year they're he's rip-roaring at 71% completion. And the other thing that's really dramatic as well is that in 2019, he only had 20 touchdowns and nine interceptions. He went to 37 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. So for one more interception, he got 17 more touchdowns.
1: (laughs) I'll I'll take that ratio any day, any year. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. And you're right. It's just the watching him play. I mean, it's just you know, you, you know, to compare him to Lamar Jackson, I mean, I know they're both, you know, very great quarterbacks, but for Josh Allen, every time I see him in the pocket, it's just, it's amazing and how he can like, I, and I don't want to throw this out word out badly because I'm not disparaging him, but you can almost like stand back there, almost like a statue of just like waiting for something to get open. And then immediately you just see this ball ripping down the field at a completion. It's just mm-hmm. amazing at how quickly you can kind of like recognize like, oh, okay, this is where I got to go. And then like, Boom! Yeah. Like he makes that decision, and it's just like it's so quick. To be able to get the ball where he needs it to go. That arm strength is just incredible. And uh, you know, I, I think the Bills do have done a really good job of uh, building an offensive line that's really good at pass protection. Uh, because I feel like a lot of you know, at least the plays that I've seen for Allen, he's like he has the time to be able to make those reads, and you know, he's not the same player. As Lamar, because I think Lamar's ability is more of the like, let's escape the pocket and be able to make a big play, um, be able to shift around. I, you know, Allen can do some of those things, but I do think where he's best is where he can kind of sit back, diagnose the field, and then if he can, you know, if he can find Gabe Davis or somebody running down deep be able to rip it 50, 60 yards, I think that's probably like at least for me, like I I think that's kind of like one of Josh Allen's like greatest uh, abilities there is, is really just be able to uh, throw those deep ones.
1: Yeah, actually he's nearly unstoppable when he rolls right. Uh, When he gets out, when he breaks the pocket and goes right, I don't think he's ever really missed much uh, in in those plays that broken plays. Yeah, because you're right when you see Gabe going downfield or or Stefan coming across the, cross the field but uh when he breaks the when he breaks the pocket and goes right it's amazing how many completions he has doing that and um i saw some i saw a breakdown of that and it was like you don't even realize it when you're watching the game you're just watching the game you know yesterday he was 11 of 11 before he threw his you know he had 11 completions before he threw his first incomplete pass and it, it you know he was running for his life a couple of those times you know miami's defensive line is pretty good you know they got after him uh you know you, you guys saw it the week before that, uh, them getting after Lamar you know they're they're decent defense up front and uh but he would uh, he would escape that pocket he would get rolling right especially and he does left when normally when he goes to his left he ends up running i think but uh, he's he's great out of the pocket going to the right and uh, just extends those plays that uh, you know ultimately you benefit from because guys aren't covering people that long.
2: And one of the things that really helps him in that uh situation and you alluded to it when you were uh discussing um the transformation that he's had is just the plethora of receiving options that he has to throw to. Um Diggs came over from Minnesota and has, the pairing with him and Allen um if we're going to talk about how how Allen has ascended to be one of the top quarterbacks in the league, we got to talk about how Stephon Diggs has come from being, you know, a, a solid complementary uh, speed receiver to one of the best all-around wide receivers in the league now, and then in addition to to Diggs, you have uh, Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie has stepped up, um, and Dawson Knox as well from the tight end position, and then the running backs, Singletary and Moss can catch as well. So this is going to be a really interesting matchup. We talked about uh, in the uh, recap of the Patriots episode. You know, the Ravens obviously beat up on the secondary a little bit with the loss of Kyle Fuller having Armour Davis and, and Pepe Williams play a little more than they would want them to, playing them a little out of position than what you would really want to at this stage in their career. Yeah, the, the Bills are bringing a lot of playmakers that are, it's going to be interesting to see what um, what McDonald wants to do uh, to match up with these guys. Um, so, I mean, I guess to start this discussion, because I do want to talk about this matchup, you know, CJ, outside of Diggs, who do you think is, is the most uh, dangerous player Playmaker for the Bills.
1: Hmm. That's a good question because <laughs> it—I think it changes every week. Um, you know, uh, Mackenzie came out and had what was it two or three touch? I forget now against uh, Tennessee or uh, against Miami. He had two touchdowns against Miami, and then uh, you know the uh, first week, Singletary was catching a lot out of the backfield that opened up uh, a lot of the other guys and Davis is just coming back from injury. So that was his first game he only played a little bit in the game yesterday or yeah, yes. And so, you know, honestly, I think Davis ultimately will be the guy that becomes the the benefit of having Stefan take out whoever, you know, is going to be the number one cover guy for whatever team they play. If that's if they choose to man up on him. Uh but um it's it's amazing A few years ago we had Cole Beasley and Beasley was that guy, you know, Beasley was the one guy who got everything that was, you know, all the garbage stuff, kind of like Cooper cup kind of does with, with the Rams last year, you know, he got, he caught everything, Uh, you know, and now that, you know, so I think Diggs pulls away a lot of the coverage and then you're going to have Gabe Davis, I think with his height and everything, Take, take some of the glory, you know, in that secondary role.
0: Gabe Davis has had an outstanding uh, yards per reception, and uh, we all remember what he did in the playoffs and how dynamic he was there. And yeah, M- McKenzie, and his a couple appearances last year when Beasley was out, we saw him kind of pop off as a slot receiver option. It looks like he's doing it all over again this year and yeah. uh, kind of botting out Jameson Crowder, who's the other, I guess, more veteran presence in the uh, wide receiver room. Yeah. And kind of demanding more targets. So it's, it's really cool uh, for your guys to have so many options. Uh, and, and also Dawson Knox as well, uh, mm-hmm. knocking around and, and making himself available. So yeah, definitely a lot of uh, high quality pass catchers. There'll be a, hand, a handful for the Ravens.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, I think uh, they said that Allen completed uh, passes to 10 different receivers Yesterday, so the, he uses oh, wow. everybody. Crumrow, who I, who did get hurt during the game, but he'll be back. He, he was uh, only mildly hurt. Um, you know, they threw to Zach. They threw to Singletary. They, you know, they got so many guys to, to be able to throw to. It can be anybody, but I think I think Davis will be the ultimate uh, beneficiary.
2: Yeah, when I look at how the Bills' uh, receiving corps matches up against the Ravens' secondary, I will say Davis is the one that. I think the the has the most chance outside of digs to give the Ravens uh some issues. We saw against Miami, uh just Waddle's ability to uh catch the jump ball and get physical in that point gave the secondary some issues and um just last week Devontae Parker gave the Ravens uh some fits. you know, Parker is a bigger receiver. I think I looked it up, he's like six two, two eighteen. Davis uh might be like an inch shorter and ten pounds lighter, but you know, similar build, um, big guy. Davis, I'd say, would be faster, but but I also don't think the key is, okay, the Ravens shut down Gabe Davis, because like you're saying, they do that, they can go underneath to McKenzie, they can throw yeah. it, maybe they'll throw a jump ball to, to Jake Kumaro, who's been catching some passes, although I think he might have, did he get hurt in the last game?
1: He, he did, um, and I haven't heard, I, don't, I didn't think it was serious, but uh, I haven't heard. Yeah.
2: Of Not that he's the, you know, make or break player for you guys, but I mean, you know, that's just how deep you guys are. If, if the Ravens shut down everyone else, you could Throw him out there. Uh, you guys like to throw throw in a lineman as an eligible receiver and and throw that hey. in, in the goal line. So
1: it's whatever works. Yeah, it's
2: <laughs> it's going to be really. Int- I'm really excited to see what the Ravens uh, scheme up there because that's going to be uh, a huge matchup on Sunday.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
2: I am interested to hear your take about the offensive line, though. I- I'll admit, I, you know, I I haven't watched the Bills' offensive line closely, and they really seemed to me, to struggle against Miami. So I was interested in Chris's take because I'm guessing in the previous two games, they must have actually held up pretty well. Because um, it, it seemed to me that Allen uh, was, uh, did not have many clean pockets to work from on Sunday. But
1: hmm.
2: uh, overall, yeah, w- what has the Bills offensive line been from a pass protection standpoint? Um, am I correct? They struggled against Miami, but have been pretty solid outside of that?
1: Yeah, they've been pretty solid. I mean, we've you know, we faced up against Aaron Donald the first week, and while well, he did get a couple sacks, it, uh, Allen was upright. You know, most of the game. You know, they passed that first test, and Tennessee isn't obviously a strong uh, up front, so I wasn't worried about that. their Their offensive line is much improved. However, yesterday before the game started, um, Mitch Morris they they ruled Mitch Morris out at center.
2: Oh, okay.
1: So he did not play yesterday. And then they lost their second center uh about early in the third quarter, I think. Mm-hmm. So they were they were playing with the third center most of the second half. Now, early in the game they they got to Allen, which surprised me a little bit. So I thought maybe they they didn't scheme completely for that, but um Later in the game, as, you know, guys got tired and were cramping and linemen were coming in and out, I know they substituted a lot of linemen uh, in the second half. And, you know, that's kind of more when things really went haywire for for the offense. They were still able to make plays, but it wasn't nearly as uh, consistent as it was in the first half. You know, they had that long, long drive at the end of the first half. Uh, But uh, it, it just didn't. They just didn't play up to par in the second half, and uh, I'm hoping whatever uh, I, I didn't look up what Morris. I thought it might have been a sickness or something, but I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't hear what happened to Morris. I was really surprised to hear he wasn't playing. So that kind of uh, threw threw everything for a loop. You know, you got your quarterback of the offensive line not not playing, so that that did hurt us.
3: Well, fortunately for you guys, uh, you know it shouldn't be 80, 90 degrees in Baltimore, yeah. uh, so you know you probably shouldn't have to worry too much about cramping or, or guys uh, you know swapping out because of that. But I did one kind of last thing I, I wanted to ask around for the offense. Um, so I think the the big thing I think is that the the Bills don't really have like a like a, a guy at running back. It's it's mm-hmm. running back by committee, and they're all kind of behind Josh Allen. Um, I thought for sure. That the Bills, like, they have to find a running back at some point to compliment Allen. And I thought maybe Zach Moss, not Zach Moss. James Cook, maybe that guy. I don't know. For you, CJ, like, do the Bills have to have a run game? And if so, like, who's the guy for you that you see kind of taking that position? Because I have, I just have no idea.
1: Being an old school football fan, you have to have a running game. I don't care what team you are you always have to have a running game if, if for anything to be able to run the clock out at the end of a game, (laughs) keep the ball away from the other team. And I think everybody here can relate to that. But uh, I think, I think Singletary is going to be their number one guy for a while. I uh, was surprised a little bit uh, last year because I thought Moss was going to come in and take the job from him. Uh, He's a little bit bigger, but you know, Singletary's, uh, a tough tough guy and uh he kept his job he kept the the number one, i mean number one slot for a committee but um and then they drafted cook and i think they drafted cook with the intention of taking over for singletary eventually but you know he's a young kid his first his first carry uh against the rams was a fumble so and then he didn't come back until the third quarter of that game so he played well after that but uh and has and played well against Tennessee, but um, he's going to see spot duty uh, until I think they're more comfortable with him and giving him the ball. But it's going to be Moss and Singletary, and I think it's Singletary that takes that role for now. Um, and I think if you watched the last the last three games, you could you could tell uh, that they were they kept him in more, uh, gave him more of the work. He's reliable for sure. Uh, he's got a little, he's got a little pop. He can, uh, he can squirt through the hole, get, uh, loose, uh, occasionally. And, um, I, I just think that's the way it's going now, but it's a, it is a committee. And so he'll get probably, you know, 45% of the carries and Moss will get another 40 or so or whatever. And, cook will clean up whatever they have left. They know they have a fullback that, that they do uh, use and he can catch passes too. So, you know, he's, he's a guy that caught two or three passes this past weekend. So, um, so they're, 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 they're going to, I think they're going to use single Terry, uh, as a, as their main guy.
0: I was definitely surprised to see that. I don't know what you guys' original plan was, but it definitely seemed like cook lost a lot of confidence after, uh, those early, you know, fumbles and foils. And a lot of his touches came from the end of games when the game was already out of hand. So, you know, just looking at the stats alone, you would you would think, oh, like, it's a three-headed backfield. But really, it's it's really just and Moss, like you said, and a
3: mm-hmm. little bit of
0: Cook at the end, which is definitely not, I think, what they intended with spending a second-round pick on Cook. And I think as time goes on and he gets more comfortable with the NFL game and his responsibilities, he'll, he'll get more and more action. But um, I'm really thinking that this running game is going to be the key to the game for you guys because there's a decent chance that it's raining and kind of crappy weather um, in Baltimore. So if that's the case, there's a chance that, you know, the pass game gets slowed down, it gets a little sloppier, and you might have to lean more on a running game. And we know that's not the strength of your offense. Not to say it's a complete weakness, but it's definitely not what you want to be doing.
1: Yeah, I I would hesitate to say that they won't throw the ball as much. (laughs) I (laughs) don't don't think that's, yeah, I don't think they care. Um, Their, their offense. I think they built the offense to be able to run whenever they want it to. Yeah. You're going to have conditions sometimes, you know, hurricane conditions or, you know, of (laughs) course they play in Buffalo. It's not like it's going to be 75 and balmy every game, but uh, you know, but I think it's designed to be able to withstand the weather that they have up there and I you know rain certainly will affect it but I don't I really think they'll just try and run their offense. Yeah, they'll take what the Ravens will give them. You know, that's uh that's the one thing uh, I think that they have learned over the years is to you know, just take what take what they they can get uh and and work against what what shows up across the line. So, yeah, I think yeah, if it's raining, sure. They'll run the ball but you know Allen's another running back so yeah um yeah it, it, it it's a it's a it's it's like it's like trying to scheme for Lamar you know you know he's going to run the ball you just got to figure out how to who, who's going to spy him and who's going to be able to get to him
2: Yeah, speaking of scheming for Lamar um in a just windstorm of playoff game last year you guys did a pretty uh good job of keeping the offense in check and you know, I'll be honest, I don't always it's harder to keep tab of defensive players and how many are still there or gone from the previous time. I mean, obviously you guys have some injuries, so that's some mm-hmm. of it. But um just even looking at that game two years ago, or we looking at the defensive side of the ball, how much has that unit changed or is it pretty much uh intact from that game?
1: Um, actually, uh it has changed a little bit. Most of the guys up front are still around with, you know, a couple exceptions, but they've, they've, they've kept a few of their veterans, but most of the guys like Russo and those guys are all new Uh, draft drafted last year or this year. And, um, they've uh, even two years ago and they even had a different philosophy up front. Their philosophy this year is to keep everybody fresh. So there's a ton of defensive linemen that rotate through and, um, So they're not as tired, you know, when you get to the third and fourth quarter. Um, That's the way they've decided to keep their defensive line fresh. So not everybody's playing all the time. We added Von Miller. uh, So it gives us another threat from the other side, which makes, you know, coming from the left, you know, that makes the right side better because there's not enough, can't double team everybody. Uh, So, you know, hopefully that's the case you know who knows what's going to happen with the Raven left tackle position this week i mean it seems to be that maybe the first big guy that walks through the gates they'll suit up it's a new guy every <laughs> week so far <laughs> yeah, exactly so uh you know so you have those things that are you know that are interesting to to watch this week but uh you know that's part of the beauty of the game and it's part of the be- beauty of you know having Lamar back there too you know he's got to expect something coming so we have to keep an eye on him and, and spy him so that we can uh, contain, keep him contained as much as we can, at least. But the you know the, the linebackers you know still Milano, Milano and Edmonds, and they're playing very well. Uh, Milano's you know having a great year so, so far, and he's the old guy of the bunch. Edmonds is this is his fourth year. I want to say fourth year could be his fifth, but uh, I think it's his fourth year because they haven't talked extension yet. But uh you know, they're they're uh they're much better. Edmonds is much better than he was two years ago. Um he was just flying around the field a couple of years ago, just chasing everything and uh this year he's 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 the quarterback of the defense. You know, he's playing very well in the middle.
3: Yeah, I remember uh, both Edmonds and Milano being really key in uh, the playoff win uh where you guys defeated us uh, last year i you know i remember talking during that game before that about how maybe the linebackers being the weak spot on that defense and you know could the ravens confuse them with play action and the answer was no <laughs> um i mean Mo- milano was uh you know a guy i think who played really well in run support and just um was really great as like the spy quote unquote uh for lamar i, I think he you know really kind of did well in that assignment and then Edmonds was you know just played really well especially on uh, defending the pass I believe he had a few pass deflections in that game as well so yeah yeah, for me I, I think I feel like the Ravens have done pretty well so far in pass protection not to say that you know they can do worse they definitely can do worse Um, but they've done fairly well in pass protection so I'm not as worried about the defensive line maybe outside of like a few matchups but um, I think that they can be dealt with it's it's really the linebackers I think for me are again just going to be the key to this game of you know they could definitely do some damage if the Ravens aren't careful Lamar has been generally pretty good at making good decisions but that's, I think, for me, like I've, there have been games in Lamar's career where, you know, I think good players at different layers at the defense, I think, can give them a little bit of fits. And mm-hmm. for me, those are the guys.
0: The one thing that's really concerning me is this pass rush. You guys already have 11 sacks on the year, and you've got um, Gregory Russo with 3.5 sacks. Uh, of course, your big offseason acquisition in um, – Vaughn Miller has two sacks. Uh, AJ Espinessa has one and a half. Uh, Basham, who you guys drafted this year, I believe he um, has one. won. Mm-hmm. So, um, or maybe he was last year. I, I can't remember. But anyways, um, yeah, just a lot of picks um, in the last couple of years of these dynamic pass rushers that can get home, uh, plus the acquisition in the offseason. So 11 mm-hmm. sacks. We only have seven this year. And, you know, it's like 50% more. So it's pretty impressive.
1: We, uh, we, we did not blitz once in the, in the Rams game. We had seven sacks. Um, Nice. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, that's been their goal is not to commit too many people to the rush so that they can cover the pass. It's been their, uh, their defensive goal this year. Now that doesn't help us very much if Lamar runs because if we're chasing wide receivers and people around and, you know, aren't watching the backfield and someone can't get to Lamar when he starts running, then he may run for a while. But um, that also, if, if that's the case where we can where we get pressure with four and then we can spy him, you know, it might be, it may give us the ability to spy him and, and have one guy dedicated kind of to where he's where he's at so we'll see what happens with that of course you know it's now we're in the fourth coming up on the fourth game of the season we do have injuries uh uh i, I think epinessa was hurt One of the uh, one of the other guys went down but you know who knows who knows what we're going to look like i know our defensive backfield is going to be decimated so that that's one of the reasons why we have to get pressure one of the reasons why uh, you know, if we can hurry Lamar up, if we can, you know, get him uncomfortable, then that would only help our uh, defensive backfield. That's what I'm hoping for.
0: <laughs> I think one of the biggest surprises about your team looking at it, um, at least, and maybe it changed since the first week, but I remember hearing on the broadcast, Benford was getting more snaps than uh, your first round pick, Kyrie Elam. Uh, he was a six round pick. Is that kind of uh, maintained the same? Um, How's he been playing?
1: Yeah, uh, but he has a hamstring issue now, so ah. uh, that happened this past week as well. So you know, it depends. This week will depend on what happened in the game last week, and so you know, you may see Elam more. Th- well, you're going to see Elam more this week. You're going to see you know these guys that are either nickel guys or whatever. They're going to be playing corner. And uh, that's going to be kind of scary. It's just like, just like the Raven situation. You know, they have a couple guys go down, and now you have guys that you didn't expect to be playing so much mm-hmm. uh, in roles that uh, they have to perform. They have to, they have to make plays. It's always the case in, in football. It's, yep. <laughs> it's, you're either lucky or you're not. Last year, we went through the year. Uh, our only major loss was uh, Tredavious White, and with our bet, you know, with our roster, we were able to overcome that very, very well. This year, we're we're struggling early, so that's going to be tough.
2: Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how this weather um, impacts this game, because uh, you know how we're talking about, you know, both the injuries that you guys have on defense and the Ravens. Well, surprisingly, not as many injuries, but still definitely some some holes mm-hmm. that they're trying to cover on paper this looks like this should be a shootout the you know game total that could go easily over 70 um but yeah we might see this weather uh, cause some uh issues with that we might have another defensive struggle like two years ago who knows so yeah i'm trying to think in in the event of weather you know does that more so benefit the bills or the ravens the the obvious answer, or I should say, you know, the first thing that I would think of would be the benefit Baltimore because, you know, a little bit more of a track record of of running. But even though, you know, we saw some improvements with the run game against the Patriots, you know, it's still not quite to where we want it to be. Uh, Hopefully it will be for us. As we talked about, there were some definite improvements uh, that happened that look like they're going to be able to build upon and get that part of the game back on track. But you know, at the, at the same time, you just never know. I, I just, I, I have a feeling that, that there's going to be some things. This game is going to have a game flow that we're not expecting. Just these two teams are just have too many good players and too, too good of coaching staffs for for this game to be a blowout on either side. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I think we're going to see a lot of back and forth in this one.
1: I sat there before the Miami Buffalo game thinking this is going to be forty one to forty because we don't have a defensive backfield. And Miami's got yeah, Waddle, sure. and, yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be, you know, and, you know, and, and we can score, you know, our, our offense has proven it could score. And to see it come out 21, 19, I was stunned, completely stunned. <laughs> and yeah. I'm thinking the same thing this week, the, I have the same thought you, you have, you know, this could be a really high scoring game. You know, you got the, the fact that we, we, you know, we don't have a defensive backfield and, you know, everybody knows it. And, you know, <laughs> it's not like you can hide it. You know, the, 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 everybody's out. And uh, and and then you have, you know, our side of the ball where, OK, yeah, we got a decent offense and yeah, it might be raining. But, you know, they, I think they'll still throw the ball and whatever. And, you know, maybe we can take advantage of that. And I and I and I think you're right. I think it's going to be you know maybe 17 to 23 or something. You know, it's going (laughs) to be one of those games where you know something something something's going to happen, and it's going to you know you're going to have a game that you just did not expect.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking that today as well. Just you would think it's going to be this barn burner, like you said, Peter, like over 70 points, like just nuts. And at the same time, I thought the exact same thing about what the game was last week and and it was 40 points and i asked you like hey did you guys win like not even trying to you know, be facetious or anything i just didn't know <laughs> yeah. and yeah. and then you told me the score and i was like what <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> exactly like, the look did Alan on his toe is, like
1: <laughs> the look on your face was priceless <laughs> Huh? <laughs> exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah I was um it was disappointing. I I expected. Well, you know, we had fourth and goal. Well, we had the ball at the goal line for four four plays, and we couldn't get it into the end zone. Oh, you
0: guys too? <laughs> <Jeez>. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> well, and yeah, and it's it, it was I, it's funny because if we didn't if we made a, if we had a touchdown that would have been great. We would have gone ahead, but we didn't make. We couldn't go for a field goal. We were four points behind. Well, we didn't make the fourth down play, and. Our defense held, you know, they had first, first down from the two yard line. Our defense held them to losing half a yard. They actually backed up. We actually, I actually thought we had a safety, but we didn't get the safety until the punt. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but the punt, you know, the punt was a great, the guy hit a huge punt. We ended up at the 23 yard line and, you know, we made mistakes when we were trying to run, the, you know, get into field goal range. And that for the life of me i don't know where the holding call came from because the flag was thrown after we got into the huddle so uh, <laughs> that backed us up 10 yards and then you know mm. we did we just didn't we just didn't execute and and i think that's you know i don't know if you saw the video ken dorsey beating up the oh, uh,
0: how could you know oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> But, you know, if that were me, uh, there wouldn't have been a coaching room left to go to. But uh, anyway, <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, it's so frustrating to watch a team that operates that well. I mean, they, they were flawless in their first two games. And, yeah, they had pressure this game, but they still made a lot of good plays. And they still made a lot of their, was it, 60-some percent, 68 percent of their third downs something like that i mean they still did really well they out the yardage was 497 to 212 i mean we outplayed them completely
0: that sounds so familiar
1: yeah (laughs) exactly i mean and and, and trust me i've been to those you know i go to the ravens games you know when
3: i'm not at
1: bills games so it's you know i see that too and it's like wow how did they not lose or how did they not win and uh just this mistakes at crucial moments that, you know, they were, they did the same thing in the second half that they did in the first half with the clock running down. You know, we could have had a field goal at mm-hmm. the end of the first half and they, the clock ran out yeah, almost identically and the same thing happened in the fourth quarter. So, you know, you, gotta, you know, it's third game of the season. Yeah. You still got things to clean up, but those are the things that you should not have to worry about. Mm. So some of it's, you know, and as a bills fan, you know, um, it's a it's a very pessimistic fandom for me. Uh, you know, I always, uh, you know, uh, it's like, oh, God, we got to play the Ravens this week. You know, now you got this going on. Now you got the, you know, so it's hard. It's hard to and it's on the road and the Ravens have always been our our bugaboo. We've only got a couple wins against the Ravens over the years. So uh, it's really hard to to sit there and say, eh, well, I mean, I don't know how we're favored by four. It's mind-boggling.
0: (laughs) What? I felt that line was about right. I was trying to figure it out before I looked it up, and I was like, "I think the Bills would be favored, but by how much?" And and my thought was maybe it'd be by two points. So for it's a little. Well, that's
1: what I that's what I thought. I thought two points maximum.
0: Uh, yeah, I think I agree with that.
2: Yeah, like uh, I mean, gosh, what was the game last week? Um, okay, so not the same. But, you know, Titans, Raiders. <laughs> Opposite end of the spectrum of Bills and Ravens. But, like, both those teams, you, like, look at that in, you know, pretty very similar situations. And that was game one and a half, and that turned out to be, you know, perfect because that game was two points. But, yeah, it's, it feels like that. It's just like you look at paper, um, both these teams, a lot of offensive talent, uh, defensive, a lot of good players there, but a lot of holes due to injury too. So, Yeah, I think, yeah, the four-point spread does seem a bit high at the moment. So, uh, bet Ravens right now, if you can get it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. On that note, do we want to get into our score and bold predictions? Sure thing. All right, CJ, you're the guest, so uh, you get Uh, the option to go first or to defer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll defer.
2: (laughs) All right. So, yeah, I guess I'll start out with the score prediction. Um, and yeah, I think it's going to be close. I'll admit it. You know, two weeks ago, I was really thinking the Bills are going to come in here and and they might win by as much by a touchdown. But, you know, I don't know. I, I like the adjustments I saw from the Ravens against the Patriots, uh, understanding that the Patriots are not as good of an opponent as, as Miami. But still, it's going to be close. I'm going to say 24 to 23 Ravens. And uh, my bold prediction is that josh allen will throw for more turnovers than he does touchdown passes oh wow i love it it might be a little disrespectful to josh allen but the ravens have gotten a lot of turnovers this year
0: so yeah. you're saying throwing for it, so interceptions than touchdowns hmm. more interceptions than than touchdowns yeah yeah
3: okay uh yeah i'll follow up with that um yeah i'm with you peter the first two weeks uh i would have said bills nah i Actually, that's a lie. I can't say that. (laughs) I'd probably say Ravens anyway. But uh, I would have felt not as confident about saying the Ravens, even though I would say them anyway. Uh, (laughs) But, I mean, yeah, after both those stinkers against Miami, any given Sunday. Uh, So I'll continue with picking the Ravens, as you you should, as a homer pod. (laughs) Uh, I'm with you, though. I think it's going to be really close. Um, uh, Yeah, I I think it could be less than a field goal if – we didn't have the weather situation I'd say that I could really imagine this game being like the playoff game against the Chiefs last year of just a shootout because right now that's kind of it seems like where it's headed the Ravens are really good on offense the Bills are really good on offense I know the Bills are having issues on defense so they're kind of about the same as the Ravens so it could be one big play that kind of decides this game I'll say it's a little bit more higher scoring I was thinking like 36-35 Ravens uh, my bold prediction, I know we didn't really talk about this too much, but uh, we are recording after our recap episode, so I feel inspired. I'm going to say that Odafe Owe gets a uh, sack fumble to the side this game.
2: Man. Mm. Echoes of the, the Chiefs game last year.
3: Yeah, the score,
0: the <laughs> Owe, it's at home. Good grief. <laughs> if if it only was at night. <laughs> 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 All right. So here, I'm going to start with the bold prediction. I think the key to the game is going to be God, I hate saying it, but it's. I think. I, I think. I'm honest. I'm gonna be honest. I think the key of the game is our linebackers need to be better in the second level and get in the way of passing lanes to give our, you know, defensive backs a chance against this explosive offense. I don't think they'll be consistent about it, but I think when it counts, uh, Queen's gonna get an interception. Ooh,
2: like he could have had one last week.
0: Just had a little bit of Butterfingers.
3: fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, a little a bit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and. Like, I think, I mean, like I said, I think they'll be inconsistent, but I think going off the theme of last episode of maybe they give up yards, maybe it's not pretty, but they get these high leverage plays, the turnovers that can really change the game. I want to break from the trend of this, like one point victory for the Ravens. I'm going to say that uh, the game is going to be very close, but the score will not. Um, I think the Ravens win by eight. So they win um, 31, 20, or I guess what, the, 31, 24? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's seven points. Twenty-three. I, I think, yeah, 20, 23. But twenty-three is like that's ridiculous. So no, uh, so thirty. So thirty-one. Uh, Three. 30, I don't 31. think that's origami. <laughs> it's not. It's not origami. I just think it's unlikely.
2: Gotta get yeah. Alex some sleep after this recording.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Been a while.
3: I'm still laughing at comparing oranges to vacuum cleaners. Healthcare. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was a great line, Peter. Every now and again, we get a we get a a, a pretty good soundbite
2: from this <laughs>
3: keeper. Well, it's on me, huh? Yeah, yeah you can't defer now, CJ. So uh, I'm not I'm deferring. I'm not
1: deferring. I'm I. I have been told by many of my friends that I actually have to embrace the fact that we're good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you should. <laughs> as, I mean, you're, you're making it I, sound like you're talking about, I don't know, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. I, it's been, it's been hard to, to accept that. Um, however, Sure. Yeah. Uh, because we've been disappointed before, eh, you know, a few times, but, um, but I really think that they've, finally have gotten the right coaching the right leadership at the at the uh, gm level the right leadership in the owner's box and the right leadership on the field to where i can actually accept the fact that hey no we're good we're gonna have stinker games every once in a while everybody does but i think that this game's gonna be i want to say 34 to 23 buffalo and Gabe Davis, there, I have two. I have a bold prediction and a a no kidding prediction. <laughs> the bold prediction, I think. I think Gabe Davis is going to have a big day. I think he's going to have a couple touchdowns, and I think he's going to have over a hundred yards. And I think he's going to have just throw fits for the Ravens. I do think, and I do think, I do think that we'll have a couple turnovers that that because. Uh, The Ravens defense has been creating interceptions all over the place. Um, I think that's a possibility. But the no kidding thing is that Harbaugh is going to go for it on a fourth down situation that he doesn't belong trying and we're going to stuff him. And I think that's a no brainer. <laughs> I think it's no variable
0: go for it all fourth, yeah, I, I, I think that, oh, I
1: think we'll stuff them on one of them, I'm sure Oh, I'm sure. yeah, 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 <laughs> it'll definitely be one of those games
0: where it's like, yeah
1: it's, it's just it just happens all the time now, <laughs>
0: well, it's, <sighs> it's weird too because as you're between the forties, at least like the front forty, you know that's mm-hmm. Tucker range, so you're like really yeah. you're you're flirting with it, but like the e v is like, yeah, you should go for it, so it's definitely uh definitely tricky so we'll see what, we'll see what they do and i agree with you though it's gonna be a very uh maybe the weather will matter you know because maybe you'd be like all right the wind's swirling it's wet you know <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> let's, just, let's just go run the ball like maybe the running game is working who knows but yeah I, uh, we'll see i i think uh yeah if i wonder what the uh vegas uh line is for Fourth down attempts, but uh, I feel like it. I'd be good to look into. I'm taking the over.
1: (laughs) I like it. Yeah, because we're we're we'd we'd go for it on fourth down a a bit too. But I I I I have to embrace. I have to embrace the fact that we're we're decent. So
3: (laughs) you should, man, be proud of your team.
1: Oh, I'm proud of us. I'm proud of our team. It's it's just hard to get into that mindset. It's just hard for me. Yeah,
3: You should try a podcast, CJ, because then when that, you could just have Homer takes all the time like <laughs> <All> this. Right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it really, it really I helps. I think the Bills are going to kick ass this week, yeah.
0: <laughs> and there are so many props in this game, but like total fourth down conversions. Okay, here we go. There's a conversions option. Over 1.5. Yeah, I'm taking the over. Oh,
1: I'd take the over in that one.
0: That sounds like a fun prop. Yeah, it's at plus 135.
1: Mm. Mm. I think yeah. that's a no-brainer.
0: And then the third down conversions is over one, uh, 11.5, which I have no context on, if that makes sense or not. No, that
1: makes sense. That's and hard. You, to, that would be hard to predict.
0: So that's the only Yeah, that's the only prop that it seems like you can do in that regard. You can't just guess how many they go for. But I guess what they're saying is it's implying that there will at least be two. You
1: know? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think there'd be at least two in the first half I mean the way that both teams use Great. that fourth mm-hmm. and short I mean we go for it a lot
0: you've had six fourth down attempts and you've converted uh four of them
1: in, against Miami
0: just in general that was that's for the whole season
1: okay I thought it was
0: but I mean hey like having six fourth down attempts in games that you've won handily, except for one mm-hmm. uh, shows the aggression that you guys play with.
1: Yeah, oh, definitely. And it's gotten more so over the years, you know, with that offense with Allen becoming more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's very similar to what you see with Lamar. Now Lamar's more comfortable with his legs. Allen can use his legs too. It's not like he doesn't run. But I think Allen waits to make sure that he can get there, you know, before he takes off. I mean, Lamar is just a pure runner, so.
0: But yeah, that's no, definitely uh, going to be a very interesting game.
1: Yeah, uh, and can't wait. I can't, I can't wait for, for 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 the whole day. I'm going to get down there about six a.m. Oh dang! Yeah, yeah. God,
0: we got up our, like, our game. Start, we, apparently, the start, start are game. starting at six a.m. This time, you'll be op- opening <laughs> up the place.
1: No, that's that's see, that's the thing. Six uh, between six six thirty, all the Bills fans will be down there.
2: Gotcha. Okay, yeah.
1: and because uh, that's that's normal in Buffalo. So, oh man, adjust, yeah.
0: Chris. When are we get down there, but I'm going to I'm gonna tell Correspond Kfish we're getting down there at seven. We might get there by ten this time. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I was gonna say, I think K Fish is gonna be the uh, the long leg on that. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, six a.m. is awfully early, but yeah,
1: yeah. That's uh, we used to. I, I remember living up there. We used to cook breakfast, lunch, dinner up there. We never went anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> never, never had a reason to go anywhere. You know, it's just like, hey, we're coming for the game, and that's it. The yeah. the RV lot opens on Tuesday night, Wednesday. They're there for the week. Oh wow! Oh yeah. It's it's an event.
0: That's awesome. Well, really cool, CJ. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we hope sure. to see you again later this season.
1: No problem. It implies no problem.
0: playoffs. Implies success for our teams. And uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely another fun game for sure.
1: And if we don't win, of course, I hope the Ravens do. For uh, down the road.
0: Of course, Not this week.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thanks, guys, for listening to the show. You can find us on Twitter at OneWinningPod, pod, and you can email us onewinningpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on YouTube now, check out the Ravens History Corner, and uh I don't know if uh Peter, do you want to tease anything about that? So I am still a little uh uncertain about exactly
2: what we're gonna be talking about this week, but I think what we're gonna be talking about is let me see how I can create this idea, convey it as precisely as possible. The best Ravens defensive performances against top quarterbacks in years when the defense wasn't elite. All right, <laughs> we're going to have to work on that thumbnail title. <laughs> we will going work on the title. We work on the title, but I think, I think it's apt for, you know, looking at what could, we could be looking at here because the Ravens defense, well, like we're saying, you know, they've got the pieces. They haven't put it quite together yet, so... What are some times when the defense exceeded expectations against a top quarterback? There you go. That's more succinct.
1: There you go. Yeah, look at that. There we go. Workshop in it live. We'll I, was, it. I was going to add with quarterbacks, names, and cast. <laughs>
0: original <laughs> title. But <laughs> well, yeah, looking forward to that. And uh, we'll see you next week. Go Rick. Go Bills. Bye.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's why we edit.
3: I'll leave it in I'll leave it in